Boisai, a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parsha Shmini, Tavshin Pe'alov, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parsha's Mavorchim, we're going to be Mavorch this Shabbos, the new month of Rosh Chodesh Iyar. We know that Iyar is, stands for the letters Aleph, Yud, Yud, Resh, Ani, Hashem, Refecha, I'm a Kodesh Baruch, Yerofei, there's a Gavalika Refua, and we hope and we pray that there should be refuas and yeshuas for God's call Yisrael. This recording is taking place um, on the uh, beginning of a trip that I was over to take to visit the United States of America. It's early in the morning here. I traveled for over 24 hours from Eretz Yisrael for the first time in over uh, since the beginning of the COVID. And I got to was able to come to the United States to visit with uh, family and to see people, to help to do some things for the yeshiva as well, but most importantly to see my mother, and my children who live here in the United States. And um, it was really like a phenomenal thing to be able to get on a plane with masks and to fly for 11 hours and uh, leaving here to solve all the tests that are needed and arriving in the United States, and then traveling on another plane all the way to Cleveland. So I am giving this uh, recording, doing this recording in a little bit of a hoarse voice, and early in the morning I do want to get it out, and we want to share some thoughts on the parsha, and also to share some thoughts on life in general. Just um, as an aside, I was over this week to go to um, uh, the in the north with my son, Rav Dovber. We left early in the morning on Tuesday and we traveled at 6 o'clock in the morning up to um, Moron. And it was real also an unbelievable thing to go to the Kever of Shun Vayichai. We dive in Shachris by the Kever of Shun Vayichai. We sat till in there and it was an amazing, amazing feeling to be there again because we weren't able to go there for so many and so many months. And there were literally hundreds and hundreds of people that came to Davin. And um, we all remember what Maron was like from our um, Lagba Omer trips. And, um, but the most important thing is to Davin by this Kvarim. And then I was able to go to, to, to Tzvas and to the Arizal's Mikvah and to the, and to the Kever of the Arizal. The reason why I'm mentioning is not only because it was a great, great feeling to go to the Mikvah again, that they would go to the Arizal's Mikvah, we want to say over a little Maisa from the Arizal. And um, just a feeling of that's a feeling. And I felt that same feeling last night when I arrived in Cleveland, Ohio, to be able to see my grandchildren who I haven't seen for such a long time, be able to give them hugs and be able to give them presents and just to see their beautiful faces and to be able to be in their presence was a great matan of Makarish And I felt the, the, the brach of is definitely something which is which is appropriate at this time. I'll mention this to Maisa with the Arizal. Uh, first of all, I was Eicha when I was there in, in Tzvas. Uh, as we came out of the mikvah, we walked up those deliciously long steps to get to the top. And there was a Svartish, a young person who recognized me, and he says, Rav Liv, Tamei Harnov. I said, Ken. He says, Bo, Ani Achshat Patech at the Beit Knesset, Shal Arizal HaSvardi. For those of you who remember, in the basic, there's the Arizal's shul, which is all the way in the top, in the middle of the, in the middle of Tzvas, 
But there's another show, which is the Arizals. It's called the Arizals Svardi show. Why it's called the Arizals Svardi show, I don't know. But uh, it's not open very often, and they were opening it up for some Chashverov, and I was able to go in, and they say over that this is the Makkum where the Arizal would daven most often. And there's a place here that they say that that's where Eliyahu and Navi used to come and used to daven together with the Arizal. They have very, very old Sifri Torah. It's a beautiful, beautiful shul and the old Sephardic um, look to it. But we daven there, we said till him, and we asked that the Rebbein should, in the schus of the Arizal, like we went to his caver, and to the other kvarim, Reb Shlom Al-Kavitz, and Reb Moshe Cordovera, the Ramak, and then we asked that he should bring a Yeshua, bring a Gula, Bez Hashem Yisbarach. So in that vein, we'll say over Maisa that I heard, and I said it over at a bris not so long ago to the Majitzer Rebbe, the Haitika Majitzer Rebbe, should be Gazutin Stark. And uh, the Maisa is that the Arizal, we know in his time, there was the Pshlem Al Kavitz, the Balachadadi. The Balachadadi had a minute ago on Arab Shabbos to the kever of Yirmiyahu Anavi. This is the part of the story that when I told it over to Mazar Rebbe, Mazar Rebbe said, Yemiyah Navi is buried in Eretz So I said, this is the way the story goes. And I heard later on, I saw that there are different shittas where Yemiyah Navi is buried. Is he buried in Bavel? Which is a simple understanding because Yemiyah Navi went to Bavel. According to others, no, he's buried in Eretz Some people say he's buried in even, there's a caver, Ma'ara, uh, near Yerushalayim. And that it says Epsilon Malkavitz will go there. Again, how did Epsilon Malkavitz go there? We don't know what happens by Mukubalim. This is the Maisa that I heard over from a pretty reliable source, from Chashverov, and Yitzchok Sarotskin is a guy not here, from Lake with his, the, Tom, the son of Rebarch Sarotskin, the great Rosh Hashiva. He said over the story that the Epsilon Malkavitz will go every week on Erev Shabbos, he would go to the cave of Yirmiyah and Navi, and he would daven for the Gula. One time he came there, and he's, this is what he saw. He saw an old man with white clothes and with a white beard. And he was looking at him, and, he was, and, the, and this, this man was motioning to him to come. So he wasn't sure if he was motioning to him or not. He turned around, and he waited a minute, and then he turned back. And when he turned back, the man was gone. So he had davened there, and then he went to his rebbe. He went to, to the Arizal. Yes, the Arizal. Well, who this is, said Arizal, before he even came, he already knew who it was, and when he came, he told him that that was Yirmiyah Navi himself. And Yirmiyah Navi was motioning to you, because he's a Kayan, and you, Epshlem Al-Kavitz, are a Levi. Epshlem Al-Kavitz was a Levi. And he wanted you to wash his hands, like the Levian would wash the hands of the Kohanim. And this is what Arizal said. Arizal said, if you would have washed his hands, that would have brought the Gula. But you... Missed out on the opportunity. And missing out on the opportunity is something that a person has to recognize. Sometimes there are opportunities that come by in a person's lifetime, and a person has to grab the moment, as they say. And I, I saying over this Maisa, it ties in very much with the Vart, which we want to say, Nagea to Parsha Shemini. In Parsha Shemini, in the beginning of the Parsha, it says that. It was on the eighth day, which was the eighth day of the of the Shivas Yimei Meluim. Moshe calls to Aaron. First of all, it's worthwhile to know that what was this day's day is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So even though we're holding by the end of Nisan, but we still 
to be able to feel and to taste the beginning of Nisim Rish Chodesh Nisim as we're holding Yom Hashemini is Rish Chodesh Nisim. Vayomer al Aaron. And what does he tell the Aaron? Kach lecha egel ben Bakr lechatos. Take carbon chatos and egel. Vayol laolat mi vahakim for Hashem. He tells them to bring carbonus. And Rashi Hakadosh points out that the egel is was in order to be mechaper on the chet of the eagle, of the Maisa eagle. The Mepharshim all speak about that L'chari ain't kateger nasus aneger. L'chari you're not allowed to have a prosecuting attorney, can't be a defense attorney. Simple understanding is that that only applies in the Avodah Bifnim, in the Kachik Adoshim. This is an Avodah Bachutz, but it's an Avodah which is outside of the Kachik Adoshim. We're not going to go into that particular issue, but that's a shayla that people should ponder as they're learning the parashim. And then the Pasik says that Vayomer Moshe Zadavar This is what Moshe tells Aaron Kravela Mizbeach Get close to the Mizbeach Vasei Es chatoscha Veselesecha Vechaper Vatcha Vaadoam Vasei Es korbanam Vechaper Vaadoam Kashi Tziva Hashem So Moshe tells Aaron to get close here if he tells him exactly what he's supposed to bring and he tells him, So now he tells him, Get close to the Mizbeach. Why is he telling this Lashon of Kravel on Mizbeach? So Rashi points out, because Aaron Akoyan was embarrassed. As we said, Aaron Akoyan is bringing the carbon as a kapara for the Chet of the Eagle. And Aaron Akoyan was on the simple understanding uh, an instigator, because he was involved with the Chet of the Eagle. When they came to him, he said, Bring all the jewelry. And they came and it turned into the Egel Azov, all the gold and the silver, all the gold. So Aaron was Baish, and Vayera Lageshes, he was afraid to get close to the Mizbeach. So Amalamash, Mash says, Lamata Baish, what are you afraid, what are you embarrassed about? Lekach Nifcharta. This is what you are, this is what you are chosen for. The language of the Rashi is a little bit difficult to understand. It says, why are you embarrassed? It's simple, I was embarrassed. He was embarrassed because um, uh, he had done the Chet of the Eagle. And the second thing is, it says, why are you embarrassed? To this you were chosen. Simple understanding we learned Pshat is, oh, you were chosen to do the Avoda. But the word Lakach is a little bit differently. To this you were chosen. It should have said, Lamrot, even though you had this feeling that you did the Chet and you did do, you are involved in the Chet Yegel. No, Lamrot, beside, beyond this, Nifcharta, you were chosen. Kaddish Baruch Hu has Why is the lush? It's from, the, from the simple understanding of Rashi, it's much more that the Busha itself is the reason why you were chosen. And what does that mean? So we'll illustrate this with the story and then we'll, we'll explain the Pshat. And we're going to explain two pshatim. One pshat is the Maisa that happened with the Zlatovich Rebbe. I'm not familiar with him as much, but I saw this Maisa point uh, brought down that um, he used to say over to his close confidants that after 120 years, I'm going to get up to the Bezen Shomala and people are going to ask me, and the Bezen's going to ask me, why didn't you learn Kolotar Kula? Why weren't you like Rebchayim? Ikanievsky learned Bavli, Yushalmi, Sifra, Sifri, everything, Dalat Chalki, Shulchan So there's a lot of bitches said, you know what? I'm going to answer them. 
I didn't have such a brain that could encompass all of that. I learned, but I wasn't able to accomplish everything. Because you need a big brain in order to be able to do it. That's going to be my excuse. And if they will ask me, why didn't I fast on Mondays and Thursdays, as is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, that a person should be fast on Mondays and Thursdays for Chorben Abayus. So I'll answer them, I was weak. I didn't have a big, great constitution. I wasn't such a healthy person. It was difficult for me. I'll have excuses why I wouldn't fast. And if they'll ask me why I didn't give tzedakah, I'll answer them because I was very, very poor and astute. And it was difficult for me to get tzedakah. I myself was the one that, that had to collect tzedakah for myself. But if, they, but if they're going to tell me, okay, we understand that you didn't have a big brain. We understand that you were very, very weak physically. We understand that your maza was and you were an ani. But if you had all of those things, so why did you have gaiva? Lachar, all these things should have brought you to have busha. Why did you have gaiva? So on that, there's a lot of it you said. On that, I'm not going to have an answer. It's every single person has to know that busha is something that you have to stay away from. And that's pshat. It's one pshat in the Pusik. One pshat in the Pusik is like this. That Moshe Rabbeinu told Aaron to take the eagle. And he wanted that it should be a kapara for the um, chet of the eagle. Now, one teretz is that the Lushan of Bosh does not mean busha. The Lushan of Bosh is a Lushan of Boshesh, which is hesitancy. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu was hesitant, as it says, Lama um, Tabashish. Why was he? It was Boshish. He he was hesitant when he Moshe when Hakadosh Baruch Hu told him to go and to take Klai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. So it says Moshe Rabbeinu was arguing. He didn't want to go. So because of that, the Mefarshim say he lost the Kahuna. And this is what he was telling Aaron. He was telling Aaron the same thing. Lama Tabosh, why are you being hesitant? Lekach Nifcharta, according to this understanding, Lekach Nifcharta is very, very simple. That you were chosen by Kodesh Baruch and when the moment comes, a person has to grab the moment. When there's a time period for a person to be a Goal Yisrael, to bring Klaisho to Gula, when an opportunity comes along, then you have to grab the moment. Like it says by Esther, in Ka'es Hazois, he got to the Malchus. This is maybe the reason why you got to the Malchus. There are many, many people, like we saw the story of the of the Ripsalim al There are moments in time when it's possible for the Mashiach to come. Or there are moments in time when there are opportunities, not necessarily for Mashiach, but a type of Yeshua, where a person could be a conduit to help other people. Like, you know, just, we can speak about just a little bit of history of Panovich, building Panovich, even though he lost his entire family. And the Chahena, the Chahena, the Chahena. When the moment comes, you have to grab the moment. So that's the Pshat. Baish over here is a Lushan of hesitancy. Don't be hesitant. This is what you were chosen. Moshe Rabbeinu is giving from his own lessons that he himself felt that he lost to Kuna. Now he's telling Aaron the Kuna the same thing. Don't lose to Kuna. And Aaron went and he went to the Mizbech. The another Pshat is Alpi, the Baal Shem Tev, the Heiluk Baal Shem Tev said over in the name of the Arizal that every single person has a Midah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him and that Midah is his personal Avaidah. There are certain people who are lazy. Laziness is the avodah that they have to work on. Certain people, Balei Gaiva, Gaiva is what they have to work on. 
Aaron Hakoyim was for some reason it ended up that he had an involvement in the Chet to the Eagle. And what did that cause him? That caused him to have Busha. The Busha became a, a, a central Mida in his life. And he had to use the Mida of Busha in a positive sense. A person should know that Busha, embarrassment, is a quality. Like we know that Klal Yisrael has three Simonim. Rachmanim, Baishonim, and Goimel Chasonim. We are people that we get embarrassed. We don't just do anything that we that comes along and we live a life of holulus like we see in the nations of the world, like the Goyim. You know, I don't want to go into just my little trip, the little time that I've met, that I've spent, I've seen just a little bit of what it's like. People live without busha. People have no embarrassment, but they do anything. There's, there's no conscious. But a yid has a conscious. A yid feels embarrassed. That's a great, great midah. We see, to, to flesh this out, this shows that a person is really a ben Adam. And it's a pasuk by Matan Torah. It says, Vayanu kolam yachtov. It says, all the nation, they answered together, and they said, Nasev Nishma. I saw it brought down from the Ksaf, the Chassam Seifer, or the Ksaf Seifer, that the Lushen of Yachtov needs a little bit of, of, of inter, an involvement, because Yachtov, we know, like it says, they said, but by saying the word Vayanu, they answered. Answered means they all answered in unison. That's the Lushen of Yachtov. What else was added on by the word Yachtov? So the the um, the Ran says that there's a Gemara in, in the Dorim that says anyone that doesn't have busha kol mishe'en lebusha biyadua shalohaya b'maimin harsinai. Person that doesn't have embarrassment, it's known that he wasn't on maimin harsinai. We see how impactful the midah of busha is, but why is it that busha is such a integral part of maimin harsinai? So the Ran explains because the whole purpose. The tachlis of Harasinai is Lamanti The purpose is to get the Torah to have Yiras Hashem to understand Kadosh Baruch Hu assigned us halachas that we have to keep and we are have awe of a Kadosh Baruch Hu in order that we shouldn't do chet. So the whole tachlis of Maimed Harasinai of receiving the Torah from Hakadosh Baruch Hu was in order for us to have busha. If that's the purpose, so therefore, Klal Yisrael, there might have been members of Klal Yisrael, this is what the Kasav Seifer says, that there were a few people when it came to Matan Torah, they accepted the Torah, but it wasn't Belev Shalim. What happened that all of Klal Yisrael, it was Kiish Echad Belev Echad, and everyone in Klal Yisrael decided that moment, without any individuals um, not keeping the halachas, Everyone decided to accept it. The answer is embarrassment. If I see my friends are keeping it, how can I not accept the Torah with completeness? So therefore, the concept of yachtov is in order to teach us that if you don't have busha, then you're not going to be macabre Torah. But these people had busha. Klaizel had busha. Therefore, they accepted it biyachtov. It wasn't just vayanu. They didn't just answer it in unison, but they did it. Beyachta was completely, completely as one. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Aaron Akoyin. 
Why are you being embarrassed? The purpose of why you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, created that you should be the conduit for the sin of the Chet is in order for you to have Busha, because Busha is a quality meter. And since it's a quality meter, L'kach Nefcharta, this is the reason why you were chosen. Therefore, grab the moment. And this is something that we ourselves should apply in our own lives. I want to digress for a moment. I want to speak about a vort which I saw written by myself a year ago in Parsha Shmini. And I just want to flesh it out with the oilum. As I said, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, so if I'm a little bit rambling, you'll have to excuse me this particular, particular Devar Torah on Erev Shabbos Parsha Shmini. But I just want to create one, uh, <coughs> one vort to be able to accomplish the entire Parsha. Parsha Shmini. First of all, the fact that it's called Parsha Shmini needs a little bit of explanation. So the, it, the simple understanding is because it was the eighth day of the Shiva Simei Meluim, or according to other ones, it was Shmoyne Simei Meluim. But let's see if we can have a little different, different insight. The other thing is the, the Parsha is like so random. The beginning of the Parsha speaks about the Tikkun of the Chet Eagle. Then it speaks about the fact that they went, that Moshe and Aaron went into the Mishkan. And then it speaks about the children of Aaron Hakayin, Nadav and Avihu, who brought in Eish Zorah. And that was a tremendous calamity. So it speaks about the Chet of Nadav and Avihu. We have to understand what that Chet was. And then, later on in the Parsha, all of a sudden it changes tracks and it speaks about something completely different. Speaks about the Indian of eating kosher. Eating animals that are kosher. Shouldn't eat animals that are not kosher. Shouldn't eat shkotzim and ramasim. And the reason is because Klai Yisrael, they themselves are kadosh. And since they're kadosh, and they're, they're like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, therefore they have to act in a certain way. So I don't want to try to put out a thought which... I developed last year, and we'll try to develop it again this year, that what's the connection between all of these three things? The beginning of the parasha, the middle of the parasha, and the end of the parasha, they seem to be very, very random. So the truth is the Sephorna doesn't answer all the questions, but the Sephorna raises a point when he's speaking about the Indian of the, the uh, fact that we should eat kosher animals. And I'll try to break it down into a shortened fashion, as best as I can today. Uh, and this is what he says. He says that Klai Yisrael, by Matan Torah, they reached the Madrega that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shechina, resided within them, wherever they were. Bechol Mokam me, wherever you are, I'm going to come and I'm going to give you a bracha. Like the way it's going to be lost in love. It was the Tikkun of the Chet, of the Nochash HaKadmoni, the Chet of Adam Arishan, by Klai Yisrael's standing in Arsinai after 49 days of Kedusha, where they worked themselves up. And therefore, there was no reason for a Mishkan. But what happened was, they sinned by the Chet of the Eagle. By sinning by the Chet of the Eagle, they lost their crowns, they lost their Edyam. And they lost the personal connection that they all had with HaKadosh Baruch that the Shechini resided within the midst. And Moshe Rabbeinu with his tefillahs was able to bring back 
a tikkun for the Hashvara by putting it into one place, into the Mishkan, and putting it into the Kalim, putting it into the Avod of the Korbanus, and that's the fact that, like you see in this week's portion, Esh comes down, Minashamayim, that comes down to the, to the place of the Mishkan. And this is the concept that they were now again Zohar to see the, 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 the face, the or of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Muchen la'or ba'or ha'chayim ha'nitzchiyim. They were able to, to, to keep that. In order to do that, they needed to have a uh, ingredient. And the ingredient was they had to become, I'll use the term super Kaddish. Super Kaddish, they had to bring some sort of vitamins into themselves. And therefore, the machalas asuris were asur. The Hakadosh Baruch Hu said these things are metamed the nefesh. Person shouldn't eat shkatzim and remusim, like the rest of the world. What they eat, no. Ki ani Hashem amalas chameretz mitzrayim. I'm going to put you on the side So it comes out that the purpose of Parshas Shmini is really all one purpose. It's a resolution, a bringing back of Klal Yisrael after they lost the Maimah that they had at Harsinai. So now there was a Tikkun of the Chet to the Egel at the beginning of the Parsha. And we can maybe understand why was it that Nadav and Avil, they came along and they brought an Eish, which they wanted to use as an Avayda. Everyone says that Nadav and Avil, they weren't simple people. They were people who were on the Madrega that even Aaron, Moshe and Aaron said, that they are in a higher madriga than us. The answer is that they felt that they, they need, there needs a new avoda, similar to what we see that Moshe Rabbeinu does at the end, being mitzavah, on Machalos Asuris. So they wanted to bring a new esh, a new fire. And they brought a katiris. And what was the difficult? Difficult, there was only one difference. It was Asher Loitzivah, did not command them to do it. And this is what a person has to know. And I think this ties in with the entire uh, theme that we said. We shouldn't have busha. We should grab the moment. We should realize that Kodesh Baruch Hu gives every single person kalim to use for Avodah Hashem. And this is what the Parsha Shemini is really talking about. At the end of the entire month of Nisan, we go back to the beginning of Nisan. We're holding by the by the Shivasimaim Uluyim. We're going into the Mishkan. We're doing the Tikkun of the Chet of the Egel. Shmini, we know, Shmini always represents the concept of Lamailam and Ateva. We know there's a world of Teva, the world of nature. The world of nature is also run by a Kurdish Borhu. Everything is run by a Kurdish Borhu. But it looks like a Kurdish Borhu is not running the world. It looks like everything is really the same. But the Shmini is the concept of the of Shmoina, where things are lamaylam anateva. That's or pnei melech, what the Sephora says. Be able to see the face of a Baruch Hu. and this is the the battle, and this is the um, opportunity that we all have to be able to have shmini in our lives. Shmini also is a lashon of shemen. Shemen is the concept of oil, like we find by Hanukkah. It's also the concept of shame, of having a name. A name means the name of a, a, a Yiddish name. And I think we could tie this in a little bit with everything that we've gone through the entire year. 
We've been having difficulties wearing masks. I just on the plane for 11 hours wearing masks. Masks where we can't see each other. When I came to the border, the, the, the border patrol said, you take off your mask and we can take a picture. What happened is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that we're, 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 we've lost the Or Pnei Melech and therefore we've lost the Or Panim of ourselves. Therefore our faces are covered over. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to gather together our and to be together again. And that's Shmini. Shmini is we go to Milam and Ateva, or Pnei Melech. And I want to give a bracha to everybody this Shabbos, Shabbos Parshas Shmini, Shabbos Mavarchim, we should be Zoichim, Mitz Hashem, to have a tikkun of all the Chatoim. We should be able to use the opportunities. We should be able to to dunk ourselves into the mikvah of the Arizal, to have Kedusha, to keep away from Achalas Asuras, to be Kedushim again. And then HaKadosh Baruch will for sure bless us with the month of year, Ani Hashem Refecha, wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.